In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. I'm back. We had a cracking intro yesterday from Ian, um, but that's enough of that for one day. Um, how are we doing, buddy? Listen, nobody loves scoring more than our guy, Ian Wright. That's for sure. Yeah, he's an Arsenal player. So how, I was going to say, how many Americans actually know who the man, the myth, the legend, Ian Wright actually is? Not many. Other than myself, of course. Not many. But we're not an Ian Wright podcast. We, we are be. a Paul Brown podcast. Um, so it's on to some edge prospects. And got my boy coming up today. So uh, I'll let you crack on. And uh, just one thing on the clowny bit from yesterday. Um, we spoke about it just before hit and record. If he's not on the roster and the talk is May sort of time is where he'll potentially sign now. How does that impact what the Browns do? And the Browns almost need to go into the draft, even if they do go out and sign Clowney and it's their intention to sign Clowney. If he is not under contract when day one starts, they need to address that. And they're not going to bring someone in in the draft that's going to automatically walk in and be, yep, it's not like you've got Miles Garrett where you're like, oh, yeah, he's a starting edge. No question about it. But you have to have someone really good behind tack because if you're going to elevate tack to edge two, you can't be messing around with edge three and edge four. You, you've got to have guys that are really able to step up. You know, I think as we kind of peeled back the layers, one thing that's nice about going position by position is, is sometimes you look and say, man, this really, really isn't what we thought it was. So all of a sudden we're talking about Clowney, but some of the other names out there, I mean, there's still a couple of guys out there unsigned. Melvin Ingram, still unsigned. If they really were in a bind, I don't have a Ryan Kerrigan. I know he's older. But if you're talking about a guy for a one year that comes in and does his job really well, you know, I, I almost wonder if they go to Clowney and say, listen, we have to make a decision moving forward because Jack, the more I dig into this draft class for these edges, there's not really a guy I love. So maybe Olivier Vernon, they say, how's your rehab doing, man? We really could, we could want you back in here. And you know, it's up to him, obviously, given his age of 31 years old, that's up to him. But Everson Griffin, a guy that uh, Kevin Stefanski is familiar with, Justin Houston. I mean, these are just some veteran guys that could come in one year and do a role while you're waiting for a guy like Jadavian Clowney to kind of make up his mind because this meniscus thing is dragged down, I think, a lot longer than it, all these teams initially thought. Oh, without a doubt. But let's jump into the first name. Who we got first in? Real quick, let's get a recap. Day one prospects. Is there any guy on there that you like more than others? So the guy that I do really like, but I don't expect to be there, is Pay. I think he's the guy that I'm like, yep, I'm going for that. And the only other one other than Pay that really interests me is Phillips. Um, and I know it's a medical question and I've, I'm not a doctor and I haven't seen his medical reports, but he's the only other one that interests me. If we draft anyone outside of them two, I'm a bit like, meh. Um, so but- right now on the Browns roster, if the Browns draft Pay or Jalen Phillips, where do you slot them into our DN rotation? Two, three, three four, three. 
three. Because I, I, I don't expect a rookie to start. So do you think they would, in the first four weeks of the season, get more snaps than Porter Gustin? Yeah. See, and that's where I wonder, because I think a lot of these guys are so unproven. So now we're, as we move into these day two guys, you know, I looked at those top five guys and I said, okay, there's a few guys I like on here. I didn't really love any of them. Um, obviously I think Ojalari has kind of separated himself a little bit with his testing as being the number one edge guy, even though I think he's more built for a three, four. Um, I just, I don't love any of these guys. And yes, if you told me Jalen Phillips has a clean build of health, I totally see it. I just worry. I mean, really, we just have to worry. And that's why I think they're going cornerback. That's why I think these day two edge guys, I think we're maybe in the range now where we're talking about guys that could realistically end up on the Browns. And that leads us to our first guy, Mr. Gregory Rousseau from the University of Miami. Jack, what, what do you know about him? And then I'll talk a little bit about the couple of games I watched on him. So age is good. Um, due to be 21.4, the time the draft comes. Compared to all the guys we spoke about yesterday, his relative athletic scores lower. So it's a 7.75, which isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. We're not saying, hey, it's a, it's a red mark here, but he's not in the same athletic crazy profile that those other dudes are, which is pretty much absurd. Obviously, the question comes down to 2018, 17 snaps. 2019 was good. It was 529 snaps in 2020. Yeah, you was second in the nation in sacks behind Clay, uh, Chase Young. 15 and a half sacks in one year. is what worries me. There's it really is. Much. And what's kind of odd to me, you talk about the RAS score. So his relative athletic score is 7.75. This is a guy that played wide receiver. I mean, he, when he was going into college, he was a former wideout. So you'd almost think that this guy had a little bit more maybe – metrics in terms of the numbers i mean this is a guy on his pro day measured in at six foot six and a half 266 pounds um like you said he's going to be about 21 and a half years old wingspan 83 and a quarter so he's got long arms i mean he's a long guy uh four six forty and a 1.57 on a 10 yard his three cone was seven five so that i think is where maybe he's losing a little bit there What's crazy yeah. is this, Jack, what would you say if I told you in 2019 when he had 15 and a half sacks, he played at 245? I, I, I've got no interest in college here, and you know that. But think about this. This is a guy who literally has put on 22 pounds since his last football game because he's now coming in at 266. His last game was at 245, and he didn't play last year. So this is a guy that has never played football at 266 pounds. I think he's more of an athlete. I think he's a guy that relies a lot on his athleticism than he does as being a technician. I, he is an athlete. He's long. He has a slender body, but I think this guy is a boomer bust. Yeah. The, the issue is, so PFF's big red flag against him is uh, he struggles to beat offensive tackles. So he's got yeah, 71.3 um, pass rushing grade from outside alignment. So that is a concern for them. So for me, yeah, let, let's just not draft Gregory Rousseau. It's not one of the guys they met with, um, and I, I, I can't see it. So I'm going to say, uh-uh. Yeah, and I, I think it just comes down to, I don't really see a plan when he's rushing. Um, I will say, though, in that 2019 season, there were some plays. You're like, how did this guy make that play? He reminds me, this. so if we're talking like ceilings, I heard Dane Brugler uh, mention, I forget what show it was on, that Gregory Rousseau could be Chandler Jones, or he could be Chandler Bing. You know, he's a guy you've never heard of out of the, out of the league. So that's my fear with Rousseau. He is going to be a second solid round, uh, second round pick. 
just because of the traits that he has, 6'6", 266. I just, hopefully the Browns don't take him at 26. And if they stay in their spots at 59, I don't think he's around. So we may be able to avoid this one. But, you know, if we talk about another guy that's very popular amongst Browns Twitter, that is Joseph Asai. Uh, Jack, what do you know about Joseph Asai? He's going to be a 3-4 edge, so he isn't going to be a Cleveland Brown. <laughs> okay. And that is enough. Jack, we agree on that. And that's why I see all these guys talking about Osai, and I'm like, all right, this is a guy. You're talking about Osai, 6'3 and a half, 256 pounds. But when he plays, he doesn't play like a 256-pound guy. He is a 3-4 edge. He is. I hate to break the news. He has one of the best motors in this draft class. His first step is great. Most of the time, he just runs straight up field and gets shoved by a tackle. I think Joe Thomas style guy would eat his lunch. Chris Ash plays this, you know, this unique defense. It was a four, two, five, where he played the Jack rusher, which is basically kind of a Romer uh, rusher type of guy. They convert him over. I don't mind him. I think he's stiff. He has the ability. He doesn't really bend. I, don't, I just, I don't see this guy. He's a three, four edge him. Let's, let's move on. Yeah, we we I, don't need to talk about three. We got to stay under 15 minutes. I was at 16 and a half yesterday. So we're not going to spend it spending on time on a guy that's a three, four edge. Now we'll talk about this guy before we get into kind of maybe the 59 range. So obviously when we're talking about guys, we're going to talk about guys that likely if the Browns trade back become an option, these three guys, I don't think will be there at 59, but that's Carlos Basham. Uh, Jack, what's your take on uh, the, the metrics of Mr. Basham boogie, boogie Basham, Carlos Basham. Well, I'm, I'm going to take him for a retirement party because he's too old. It's, uh, it's going to be 23 and a half by draft time, over 23 and a half, not draft time by um, week one. And for me, that is a red flag. Um, goodbye, Carlos Basham. The, the athletic profiles are amazing. Way, Jack, do you know in the United States Constitution, we are protected based on age, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation. So you are committing a constitutional violation by ruling people out based on age discrimination. Uh, Andrew Berry's a criminal, and <laughs> I am willing to support that. All right. So ba- Boogie Basham. Incredibly athletic. Up. Don't get me wrong. I, yes. I love the athletic numbers. And here's the thing. Ultimately, I don't know if this is if the Browns do end up taking this guy. If he's on the board at 59, I, yes, I have this conversation. It's more value than it is anything else. So Boogie Basham, we're talking about a guy that's six foot three, 274 pounds. He played or he was in college a full five years, redshirted his first year. So that's why in terms of the age, he's up there a little bit. But you're talking about a guy that was a four, five, nine, 40, 79 and a half inch wingspan. He played 45 college games, started 33 of them, had 20 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles and eight pass deflections. I like that production. That's a guy who consistently put out in each year. He is relentless. He has very good hands. I just think he lacks the fluidity. He's a little stiff. Um, He doesn't really, to me, have a plan when he's pass rushing. I think he just says, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And he says, I'm just going to keep going and he's going to rack up stats. At 59, I'm interested. I think he's probably going to go more in that, early forties range. So this is a guy, like I said, if he falls 15 picks or so I'm interested in him. I like Boogie Basham. Um, I like him better than Osai. I like him better better than Gregory Rousseau. But if the age is the only thing that is the, we'll call it, you know, red flag, quote unquote, quote the, uh, the famous Jack Duffin. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking a guy that is going to be under 24 years of old on day one, because let's be honest, the average NFL career at four and a half years, even if he makes it to seven or eight, we're not resigning him after 30 anyways. So if I can get four years to, for him to mimic Miles Garrett, because let's be honest, he's probably going to be going after that. I'm okay with that. So I'm going to make you hold off on your last guy, because I want to talk about this guy before we end the show on your, uh, your man crush. crush. So we're going to move on to a guy who I don't know what to think of him. Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. Cause now Jack, we're talking about the two guys we're going to talk about now. These are legitimate targets at 59. These are guys who would likely or their draft range is going to be in this fifties. So Ronnie Perkins, talk to me. Phenomenal um, season last year. It was only six games, but he was really, really, really good in them. Um, there is the question over, he got a 5.1 in the relative athletic score. So that does worry me a little bit, but fingers crossed it's just a bad day or something like that. Um, so no, he's, he's certainly someone that piques an interest. Um, hopefully he can sort of sneak into one of them. Um, he sneak there at 59. He could easily be gone though. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's off the board before they pick. I'm going to pull a Jack Duffin. Here's why he will not be a Cleveland Brown. He is six foot two, 253 pounds. He is too small. And the reason he only played six games in 2020 is because he violated the Oklahoma drug uh, program. So he was suspended for six games. Now, to be fair, when he did come back, he produced and produced quickly. I mean, you're talking about 10 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks and made second team all big 10 after being suspended for five games. So this is a guy that came out when watching him. I, I don't know what his dominant pass rush move is. He's just a guy who, he instinctually is a powerful guy. He's got good balance and he makes plays, but he doesn't really have a plan. So I give him credit. I think this is a guy you're probably looking more DN for if he were to come in um, a guy that's just going to need some techniques, uh, technician, tactical training, learn some techniques. He doesn't really have a go-to move. Um, so this is a guy. I don't think he's going to be Cleveland Brown based on a few of the other things. Not big enough. So now, Speaking of guys that are big enough, this guy here, six foot five, 270 pounds, just over the ripe age of 22 years old, fighting out of the run corner from Houston, Texas, Peyton Turner oh, at Preck 59, Jack, Peyton Turner. Talk to me. Yeah. So um, incredible. He had two good seasons with lots of snaps in 18 and 19, so 643559. But then five games, 201 snaps last year, and absolutely ripped it up. He was fantastic. Can play a bit of inside if you need him there. So um, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and it's not very bold, that the Browns are going to be leading in lots of games next year. So you're going to have edge rushers, more than two edge rushers on the field, and someone that can sneak inside and sort of get even more domination, whether it's your Miles Garrett's doing that. You need more people coming through. Um, so versatility is good. But yeah, the, the guy produces, um, in terms of their edges, 13th best edge last season out of 468, um, earning a 90-plus um, pass rushing grade. And one of the interesting things, PFF, hold their hands up, they're, they're not perfect at predicting everything. Um, but their pass rushing grade is one of their best translatable numbers 
um, from college to NFL with all of their database and all their history. And the guy produces. So incredible athletic score coming out um, sort of as we're recording. Um, so we're looking at 9.82 at the minute. Um, it could drop down. I've seen some people tweet 9.7 because it sounds like he might be not uh, 6.3 rather than 6.5. Um, which would be an interesting one to keep an eye on. But the case in point, the numbers are great. I am excited to bring in Peyton Turner. I think he gives you a good combination to Miles Garrett because what you don't want to do is they're scared of Miles Garrett and you have some scrawny little guy on the other side and they just run at them. Um, he, he gives you a nice option there. So here's what I like and don't like about Peyton Turner. And what's odd is if he changes his measurements at the pro day i would wonder what the guys at the senior bowl are doing because the measurements i pulled them from the senior bowl data so that's what i have him at peyton turner the one thing i like about him the man is long he has 84 inch wingspan when i saw that at his pro day i was like all right i don't mind that because when you're long like that when we talk about you're right setting the edge opposite of miles garrett we're talking about a guy who doesn't want people to get around the edge that's the entire point of the concept of setting the edge when you have an 84 inch wingspan, guess what? It's hard to do. Get around the outside of guys. So I just like the fact that he is an athletic guy. He has the length. Um, he is very powerful. So his, he has very physical hands. He is a very, he's his pass rush moves a bull rush. The only thing there is a little bit about him. Um, I did read in one of the things, this guy has a little bit of an injury thing. So he actually tore his ACL, his senior year of high school. He had a foot injury as a sophomore. Um, so that was season ending had broken fingers in 19 and then missed three games last year with a knee, a hand, and then sat out a game for COVID. So there is a couple checks along the way. He doesn't really have that bend type of, so we talk about like miles Garrett and the ankle flexion and stuff like that. So Peyton Turner is not a guy that's going to be coming ripping around the edge with a lot of bend. Um, he is what you would not consider a polished pass rusher. I think he lacks a lot of technique, but if we're talking about a guy in a top 60 pick at 59, there are some traits you do like. You do like the fact that he can literally just use his length in his hands to get where he wants to get to. Now, how does that translate in the NFL level? That depends. He goes up against a guy like Trent Williams, who is more powerful than him, we're going to have some issues. But if you're lining him up on that opposite end side where he's able to just kind of make things happen and he's got years to develop, because ultimately that's what we're talking about. We're talking about development guys. You know, I think Browns fans are so used to drafting somebody like a Miles Garrett that's going to step in in day one. There is not a pass rusher in this draft that is Miles Garrett, that is Nick Bosa, that is Joey Bosa, or any of these guys. These are guys that are development projects and process. You know, you're going to have to put some time into these guys. Peyton Turner at 59 is a guy I look at. You know, obviously, if a guy like Boogie Bash or one of these other guys drops, you know, I get it. You know, some of the other guys we're talking about in that bubble, maybe like, you know, we'll talk about in tomorrow's show, Rashad Weaver, um, you know, Cameron Sample, some of these guys, we'll talk a little bit more about them. I just am convinced none of these edges I really love. So trade back scenario, maybe outside of that, Brown may be looking in the free agency bucket. But no, um, yeah, literally wrap up show. Thank you guys for listening. Tiny little mention, Carl Joseph's re-signed with the Raiders. Um, so that was one guy that I like, but it makes sense for him not to come back because why do you want a one-year prove-it deal if you're the fourth safety on a roster? Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they're eyeing up a strong safety. Might sign someone after the draft rather than before him, but I think that will be another veteran joining that room. Um, but 
Yeah, I think the Browns are in a position to use a veteran, um, maybe spend a little bit more of a pick down the road on the defensive end, a guy that they like. Um, I just, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of differences in between the rankings on some of these defensive ends. But ultimately, we'll talk about some guys tomorrow that, you know, the Browns may have interest in and kind of maybe that 89, 91 range. You know, I don't know if there's, if any of these guys kind of fall to that range. Maybe you're talking about there. But uh, outside of that, if we got nothing else, go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you.